Hello and welcome to Diverse Web3 Builders. I am Brian Zwerner, the president of We Studio, And today on our series, we have Jonathan Hessing from Keyspace Studio. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Brian, thanks sir, so much for having, having me on, man. I've uh, been looking forward to chatting with you uh, since we started building our relationship, what, almost probably a year ago now. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, Excited to have another... On. <laughs> Another diverse Atlanta builder building amazing things here in Web3, and we're going to get into your whole story. But, you know, kind of start us off, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and and kind of how you got to building a startup. Yeah, start, awesome. So uh, from Atlanta, just north of Atlanta, from uh, Alpharetta, Georgia, went to uh, Chattahoochee High School, graduated from Johns Creek, uh, went to college, Kennesaw State, hootie hoot. Uh, after that, that was awesome. Um you know, when I went to college, though, it was interesting. I wasn't the greatest scholar per se, but what I did do was I found myself and I found my strengths and I really leaned into that. And I, um, I joined a fraternity, Delta Tau Delta, and I ended up becoming- Wait a minute. We're both Delta Tau Delta guys. No way. I don't have that. There we go. Delta Tau Delta UPenn. Wow. <laughs> what are the odds of that? That's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, well- Cheers. I, uh, I'm boring my screen out, but I ended up becoming the recruitment chair for about three years and um, noticed that I had a unique ability to um, identify a reality and kind of portray that to other people. And um, I, uh, I did that and, you know, had good enough grades to stay in school, but really found myself more of as a, uh, as a leader. And, um, you know, have a little bit through my, my end of my college career, I actually got sick and I was in the hospital for 27 days and wow. yeah, it was wild, man. And, and this whole life that, you know, you think, you think you're the center of just kind of goes on without you. And it was that first time that I was pulled out of a feedback loop. And, you know, they, they say that you get to see, uh, you know, uh, people spend too much time being the actors in their own movie that they never get to take a step back and watch it and analyze it. And this was that moment for me. And um, I realized, you know, I was shy in high school and I ended up do being recruitment chair for three years in college. So I realized that if I wanted to make a change about myself, I could. And when I came back, you know, kind of snapped back into reality, um, I realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur so I mean, you know, you jump down the self-help books, you jump down the business books. I was on uh, Corsa, Udemy, just trying to learn everything that, you know, complements what I had also learned in the Coles College of Business at Kennesaw State. And um, from there, I, I actually uh, learned how to build a business plan and started my first company. Um, and uh, that was in 2016. Built that up for a couple of years, raised a couple million dollars in funding decided uh, we, we made a pivot towards an enterprise licensing model. And this is Web2 video streaming technology. Uh, realized I wasn't best fit to run that company, stepped aside, brought in a CEO, brought in some executives who've seen some success, not just in the entrepreneurial world, world but in the corporate world as well. And um, over the next few years, I made myself out. And But the biggest blessing, Brian, was that that really became my business school. That became my, not just my school of hard knocks because it was that plus the learning curve of surrounding yourself with excellence. And so that was how I kind of got into my first startup and a little bit of background on me. Was there something growing up that kind of inspired you to entrepreneurship? Were your parents entrepreneurs? Or was there something in your background or culture that did that? 
No, it's a good question. And, you know, I try and pin it to something, but I can't. But I, you know, I remember as early as, you know, 11 years old, I was rounding up the, the, the fellas in the neighborhood to, to start King Shakes, which was our milkshake delivery service. Uh, and we would bring milkshakes. That's not an easy delivery service. You had to keep those suckers cold. You had to keep those suckers cold. The cost, you know, you're not just buying lemon, sugar, and water. You're buying (laughs) vanilla, chocolate, it just, you know, you, you, uh, you learn cost analysis at a young age. So, um, I don't know what inclined me or what made me feel inclined to want to do that, but I do know that, you know, that was kind of the, I guess the first semblance of, or, you know, mark of, of entrepreneurship in my life. So, it sounds I, like that first uh, startup around the streaming space had some, you know, some modest success. What was something that you accomplished or did in that group or with that team that, you know, really gave you the confidence to say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this again. I'm ready to do another startup. Um, wow, that's a really good question. So I, I you know, I, I don't man, I don't know what the right answer is, I think, because it's not it's not what. It's not what in what said, hey, you can do this again. It's like this is my only option. Like I'm either <laughs> creating externally or I'm creating made up problems in here. And like I'm not like I, I tell people like I'm not a chill person. Like I like to be doing things, solving problems. Right. Like I, I talk to people and I say, you know, people can look at problems in kind of two ways. One way you have a glass family heirloom that's generations old and it just smashed into a bajillion pieces and you can't fix it and you can't replace it. Other people look at problems as a six piece puzzle. And fortunately, you know, I guess, you know, there's a little nature versus nurture here, nature and nurture. Um, You know, I've kind of uh, created my mind to, to, to see problems like that. And so for me, it's the excitement in the game of building something. Um, and so, you know, there, you get these little, I guess there's these little bits of affirmations along the way, you know, raising certain amounts of funding, um, bringing a product to market, you know, different stages of the early entrepreneurial cycle where you can do that. And you're certainly not complacent because you have, because you have so far to go, but at the same time, you look back and you're grateful because I checked that box, I checked that box. And, um, you know, uh, you know, the artist, Big Sean, Sure. He has a, he has a line. He says, um, he said, um, I get a check and invest it, buy some land and protect it. And then I, uh, go a whole new direction on some first cigarette stuff. Right. (laughs) And it's like, it's like that. Like you get it, you do what you want to do. And then it's like on to the next. It's like, I'm, I will start from square one in a whole new world and a whole new reality because I enjoy the challenge of figuring it out. Well, and I think that's the uh, the fun of, uh, you know, talking to, to, to multi-time founders, to serial entrepreneurs, to people that have done it before. You know what you're getting yourself into. You have the confidence that comes from, you know, seeing some level of success and and it, you know, just sets you up to, 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 to be ready for what is required for the challenges of entrepreneurship. When, uh, so how did you get involved in, in crypto and Web3? What was the what was the red pill moment? What was the thing that got you excited about this this sector? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and, and I'd love to hear from you, too, because uh, I don't think I've asked you that. I know I know you're the interviewer, but uh, I'd love to hear your perspective. Um, for me, it was in 2017. Um, we had just developed this technology and we had a cool idea for an ICO. And the ICO was we were going to do um, it was going to be a peer to peer network 
where the nodes on the network were going to be able to use their GPUs to contribute bandwidth and storage to the network. And you, laying our software on top of that, we would be able to deliver live video. And so if you contribute to this live video deli delivery network, you would be able to earn coin for it based on how much bandwidth and storage your GPU or GPUs are providing. And um, of course, you know, as it played out, the SEC came down on ICOs and, um, you know, we didn't we didn't have the funds, nor did we have the risk tolerance for going through the process of becoming a security, uh, especially with how new. You know, Web3 wasn't even a coin term at that point. <laughs> right. right? That, it was crypto. And um, so we ended up raising some traditional funding. And, you know, I'd been and I had I continued to, you know, kind of dollar cost average into Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, not aggressively, but stayed in the world. Um, definitely kept up with Ripple and XRP during the pandemic. Um, exciting to watch that that play out. But, uh, you know, as I as I kind of mentioned, I've automated myself out, put myself in business school of my own company. You know, I like the sports reference. I I say, uh, you ever heard the coach's son? Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, by design, I made myself the coach's son so I could really <laughs> learn. Like, I didn't really deserve to be on the team of excellent people that were around, but I own the company. So by default, I got to ride the coattails and learn. And so at, in 2021, um, when the NFT craze started, I immediately saw what the fundamental use case was. And I realized it was this unique, it wasn't an image. It was this unique ID number that could now verify digital assets. And I don't know why that clicked for me as hard as it did, um, but it did. And I immediately made some NFTs. Um, one of my in, uh, investors from a previous venture ended up, you know, I showed him some of the NFTs. We formed a relationship over the years. I showed him some of my NFTs. He's like, I want to buy them all. And they were just like little baseball cards. Actually, my girlfriend had the idea. And she's like, wouldn't it be cool if there were like Pokemon cards for electronic DJs? And I this was this was before utility was a word. Like <laughs> right. this, this was right when things were popping. And I was like, that would be cool. And I was like, well actually wouldn't it be cool if there was a new iteration of Facebook where instead of having profiles of friends, there's a finite supply and you could buy um, the digital cards of your friends, influencers and brands. So I might own the Brian's, you know, one of the 100 Brian Zwerner cards. And so it's like if Facebook was your school yearbook, this was kind of like your binder of baseball cards, but it'd be friends, influencers and brands. And as that evolved, we evolved in, into a next step, you know, a few months later into really like decentralized Patreon. Are you familiar with Patreon? Of course. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So fan tipping and fan communities for creators. Yep. Subscriptions model, like, right. And so it's, it's this element of adding a finite supply to that. And um, we thought that was cool. And we got to the creator dashboard. We said, you know, I took one of the lessons I learned from my previous company, the streaming one. And I said, do you, do you pick up a million pennies? And go the D to C route, or do you pick up, you know, ten bucks or a hundred bucks and go the enterprise route, right? And so we got to the dashboard and said, well, the dashboard at this point has a feature set, but not robust. We're kind of at this inflection point where we need to decide: decide are we going consumer, are we going enterprise? And we decided to go enterprise, and that's how uh, that's how Keyspace was born. But but that moment when when I first understood 
that NFTs are not a $300,000 picture of a monkey, but instead this unique identifying number that really, in my perspective, can do three things. Authenticate, act as a mailbox to receive offers, and act as a key to unlock access. Um, I just, I, I, I saw a world of possibility and fortunately um, had someone who was willing to, to jump in the trenches and uh, provide some financial backing. And we just started building. And that was uh, what, like maybe June, July, 2021. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I love that when you first got involved and we're looking back in the ICO craze, you know, everybody was just flipping useless coins out there. Then you were already at that point thinking about how to use, you know, the streaming technologies and the things that you build to create something of real value to a community. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, kudos on that, man. Everybody else was just thinking, how can I get, you know, get some junk coin out there as fast as I can to grab some cash. So right, you're right. to see that you were already thinking about, you know, how blockchains could be used to create, you know, value for people as opposed to just junk. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I, I love a, a good meme coin, right? You know, but <laughs> I think there's, uh, there's something really exciting. You know, I, I like to say that if crypto dies tomorrow, blockchain is still the future. And I don't yeah. think enough people really understand what that means. I'm not saying crypto is going to die. I'm just saying crypto is a subset of blockchain. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, you asked about my uh, first yeah. experience. It was uh, I was out with, oh God, this was, was like late summer 2020, met up with a, a venture capital buddy of mine who was tied in with a, a prominent NBA player. He started telling me and, and my partner at Beyond the Game Network about uh, this digital trading cards for NBA that were going to be out there. I don't even know if he mentioned blockchain or crypto or Web3. He was just talking about digital trading cards with the NBA. Uh, we committed on the spot to join his syndicate for that. That turned out to be the Dapper Lab Series A. Uh, the darn wow. thing wildly oversubscribed and we were cut out. <laughs> so oh, wow. we did not get into the deal. It didn't happen. This prominent NBA player got a little piece, much smaller than he thought. So he's on the cap table, but we're not. Uh, so wow. that was a total bummer because that was the 200. That was the 20 million round around 200 million valuation. So I don't know where that thing would be valued today. Obviously, at one point it was valued many, many, many times higher. Uh, but uh, and then, um, you know, and then we got much deeper in or I got much deeper into it when we saw the Patrick Mahomes and uh, mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski NFTs in early 2021. Um, that kind of put me down the rabbit hole to thinking about how NFTs could be used to work with your community, create these, you know, I think a lot of the same things that you saw, these, these, you know, individually numbered one of one of N uh, creations to really bring creators closer to their fans to create that, um, you know, utility or value or whatever could be done. We were seeing some very, very cool things being done by athletes in that Q1 2021 time. And that's when, that's when I really got really deep into it. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. What a story, man. That's crazy. You <laughs> yeah. got the alpha on Dapper. <laughs> yeah. And then I tried to get in the, I tried to get into their beta program and I couldn't get into it. And by the oh. time I got into it, all the value was gone. So didn't work <laughs> out, but uh, learned a bunch and uh, certainly pushed me down the crypto rabbit hole, which I think is long-term going to be plenty beneficial. So, so you had these ideas and you had started working around the NFT space Talk to me a little bit about how, you know, where you got to and what Keyspace is doing today. Yeah. So we started um, the, the, the Facebook comparison company was called uh, Buddy Cards. And it was mm -hmm. like Facebook was your web two, Buddy Cards was your web three. 
Uh, you can kind of see the play on the names. And, um, you know, it, it was it was fun. And, and we may still roll it out, but key space could be the backbone of that project, right? Like when you're building technology, you want to solve the largest amount of the largest problem for the most amount of people. And Buddy Cards solves a problem, uh, solves the problem of connecting creators to communities, like you just said. But KeySpace could be the backbone of that and the backbone of a hundred other projects. So how and, does the product work? What are you building? So we're building it's it's a it's a SaaS product, and we call it, we it, we say it does the four M's: mint, manage, market, and measure. And it's built for a creative, a marketer, someone building a brand to be able to launch campaigns without any, uh, not just not just in a no code way, that's baseline, but without having to know anything about Web3. And I'm going to be a bit tangential right here. I got my eye on the clock, Ryan, but I'm going to be a bit tangential here. I have a friend who is was super opposed, was super opposed to NFTs, and he bought a concert ticket and... Um, he was like, look at this concert ticket. It came with this cool collectible and it was on Live Nation. And right. I looked at it and I'm like, and I scrolled down and there it was, the Flow blockchain symbol. And I was like, buddy, you just got your first NFT. And he had no idea. And he was like, oh my, he was, like, he was freaking out because he was super anti-NFTs, but now he just got <laughs> one. And so, you know, we were- Not only got one, but was running around showing it off. Showing it off, right, exactly. And- but to him, complete, un, completely unbeknownst to him. And so I think that the reason I want to talk about that is because that's how Web3 is going to enter the mainstream. It's not going to put – we were talking about this on our show, our live show, which hope to have you on Win With Web3. Um, and it's not – we're not saying – it's not going to work like, hey, we're going to put a, a flag in the, in the ground like on the moon and say, hey, Web3 is here. It's going to slowly seep into the mainstream. And so Flow has done a really good job doing that. And, um, and, uh, that's what KeySpace is doing, but on the creator and on the brand side, we want it just like my buddy's consumer experience. We want to help enterprises be able to create these kind of campaigns. And so our software helps do that, but we take kind of a loyalty plus collectible, right? There's this web two kind of loyalty where you think about sky miles, you think about the Starbucks app. Etc. And then you have this world of collectibles, supercars, baseball cards, um, Rolexes. Now there's this intersection point where you can engage to earn these badges, these NFTs, um, you know, whatever the nomenclature is, but then they could transpire and turn into collectibles. And so we're calling it brand loyalty 3.0. Um some you know another term for it maybe web 2.5 in terms of how we're approaching but that's exactly what we're doing is we're giving we're giving your everyday person brand marketer creative and at bat in being able to create loyalty on chain without having to know anything about coding or anything about on chain love that love that all right dig quickly into the to the 4m so a yeah. brand a creator they can start they start with mint they create a project they set it up on your platform and people can go ahead and mint either for free or for a price right correct That's step one what's step two so step one is you uh, obviously as you mentioned you mint and then manage is to manage your holders so this is something that we're we're you know there's other platforms that do the four m's our specialty is in um, what we call attribute-based audience segmenting. 
So if you think about how Facebook Pixel is Web 2 for advertising, Keyspace is Web 3 for loyalty. So instead of creating audience segments of um, this ethnicity, this gender, this age group, this income bracket in this geographic location, it's this per um, this, and sending them ads for the first time. Now we're sending personalized bespoke offers to people who've interfaced with the brand in certain ways. So if you have 10 collectibles from 10 different webinars you attended, or if you have an event ticket from a virtual or, or physical event you attended, or if you bought our merch and we were running a flash sale and you got a collectible because you spent $250 in the two hour period, we were running this offer. I can now target you by not just those collectibles, but the metadata. So I could say, hey, if you have 10 collectibles from virtual events in the year 2023, here's an offer. And, you know, we're some some stats around it. like we're seeing that, you know, 80 percent of consumers, um, especially the 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 newer demographics that are accruing more buying power, they want 80% of them say they want ongoing personalized brand experiences. Only 17% of marketers feel that they're equipped to handle that. With this kind of structure, you can create digital products with perceptual value that act as Lego pieces or building blocks that you can build and compound on. So that's the manage is the sending bespoke offers to people who interface with your brand in certain ways and creating audience segments out of that. Then you have the market um, where you can create a microsite or, or what other people would call a mint page, but it doesn't just do that. You don't just mint and purchase these collectibles or claim them. You can also access these offers. Uh, and so that that's the market is to create these on-chain landing page microsites. And then of course the measure is the other half of that infinity sign, right? You've got mint, manage, market, and then the other half, the infinity size, the reflection, it's the measure. You can see our, you know, in terms of uh, the minting, are people, um, are you incentivizing people to interface with your brand the right way? Are you minting the right kind of digital products that excite them and call them to engage? Um, the managed part, are you in, are you creating rewards in a way that people like? And then the market part, are you building, are, are people visiting your site and are they funneling down? And so it's kind of that whole ecosystem. And, you know, I, I like to say here, Brian, just to wrap this statement up, if I asked you to create, you know, an NFT membership pass, you know, with three tiers, let's say silver, gold, and platinum, each one more scarce. And I wanted four offers or what we call token gates in the industry. And each token gate um, respectively connects to one of those silver, uh, gold and platinum. And then there's one token gate where it doesn't matter which one you have, the whole project can access it. And I want that whole experience on an on-chain microsite. How long would that take you to build? Oh man, that'd be, that'd be months of work. <laughs> right? and, and probably thousands of dollars for non-tech or non-developers for us. You know, if you have your copy and your creative assets ready to go, it's under 25, 30 minutes. Awesome. Now, I know we're looking at this for We Studio as a place to host our NFT program soon. Where are you at in this? When is it going live? When's the first uh, when's the first creator or brand going to be using Keyspace to come to market with this? It's a great question. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going live uh, next week. Actually, we have our first deployment uh, this week. All right. So today is May the 12th. So by end of May, you're going to have that first one out. Oh, we're going to have it out. Yeah. By next week. Cause we're um, collecting, we have our first, we're working with a nonprofit this weekend and they're hosting an event and they want to do a digital collectible to 
um, to memorialize the event. And so what we're doing is we have custodial wallets, right? Because we want the any way we can help onboard the mainstream in that experience that my, my buddy had um, is our goal. So we have custodial. So you could actually go on to a Keyspace hosted uh, page. So like maybe we Studio, whatever. And you can mint an NFT. You can unlock token gates. You can participate in the whole ecosystem by logging in with your phone number or your email. You don't even need to have a digital wallet. And so that's how this nonprofit is doing it. And um, so we're going to be collecting their emails. They're going to be signing into their custodial wallet to start the ledger. And then we're going to be sending out an airdrop to them next week uh, through the platform. So we're excited for that. And then we've got a, um, a Grammy winning producer we're doing in early June. Um, and he wants to build a community around. He's got two kind of people. So uh, he's created a, a roadmap of utility for artists and for hip hop producers. And so um, you're going to be able to own, you know, own his collectible and access virtual beat making sessions, claim free digital beats that you can use that he produced, you know, some of them valued upwards of five, $10,000. So um, those are probably the, those are the first two on the precipice, but we're right there. We're, uh, we're, we're V 1.2 and we're finishing our last round of QA on that right now. Love it. Well, look, this podcast is about helping diverse builders like yourself to find customers and build your business what can uh, people listening out there, if you're a brand or creator, who, what are you looking for? What makes you a good fit? Who, who should be reaching out to you to be a potential customer of uh, Keyspace Studio? That's a great question. Um, we're really interested in working with community-driven organizations, um, whether you're digitally native or not. Obviously, digitally native, is there, there's less of a barrier there. But um, anyone who's a community-driven organization, this could be cult following CPG products or e-com brands. This could be sports and entertainment leagues. Um, this could be nonprofits and it could be digital creators like podcasters. Um, that's who we're seeing the most excitement from right now. And so we're at a stage right now where we just want to work with people. We want to work with cool people that understand the space and are willing to be a pioneer. And um, we make it super easy for you. And, uh, you know, we have different options, too. So we don't just throw the software at you and say, good luck. You know, we're we're here to help. We believe in Web3. That's one thing our, our is super important to our whole team is we're not just building in Web3. We truly believe it and evangelize it. And um, so we're here to help. And, you know, for anyone who wants to understand Web3 better, you know, I'm always up for a discussion. We put out a ton of content. And, um, yeah, so anyone looking to launch something really community driven organizations, you know, we don't there's. Web two, web three, web two is audience, web three is community. What does that mean? It means quantity of quantity versus quality. And you can get your streams, you can get your likes, you can get your followers. By the way, you should still do that because like Gary V says, it's web two and web three, not web two or web three. And um, do all that, but web three just gives you a bit more intimate of an opportunity to connect with your consumers. And so that's, um, and, and really build loyalty in a new way. And that's kind of our tagline is transforming brand loyalty with blockchain. Awesome. Love that mission. Love the, uh, the focus from you and your team on that. Now, a lot of the founders that have come on to this program are also in some stage of raising money for their business, either now or in the future. Is that something you're focused on in key space right now? What are you looking it, for in investors? It is. Yeah. So we're looking, um, you know, for, for people that, you know, maybe you don't really understand the tech space, but want to get involved. 
Um, you know, we're, we're looking for, for, you know, kind of that kind of investor, but we're also looking for someone who really knows the web three space. Um, you know, there's, there's this idea of uh, smart money, right. And I don't really like that term, but I, what it means is strategic money. I think that's a better way of saying it. Someone, cause it's not for us, it's not just about writing the check because uh, uh, building a business isn't about ideas. It's about execution. And as I mentioned in my first company, surrounding myself with excellent people, is it, it is the thesis of successful entrepreneurship. And so we're raising we're we've we're we we're in a two million dollar seed round. We've already raised nine hundred and fifty of that. We have one million and fifty thousand left to go. And the best thing um, about it is that the the what I would think one of the biggest risk factors is de-risked because our platform is market ready. The largest investment has already been made. So the rest, most of this capital is going to go to a good percentage of the capital is going to go to go to market and the rest is going to go to support and maintenance because we don't want to, you know, one thing that I feel like any entrepreneurs listening to this should know, don't continue to put money into your platform until you get customer feedback. And so in, in an effort to not just generate revenue, we want to generate usage data, understand how we can refine this platform and make it more robust, and then we'll reinvest in feature sets. But we've got a... We have a incredible feature set that we've already put a lot of money into, ready to go. It's market ready. So we want to deploy capital for go to market. And that's what we're focused on right now. All right. Well, that's easy enough. You're looking for customers for your platform. So brands or creators, people with an audience or a community that are looking to use these new Web3 tools in a very you know, uh, web three friendly way, web two friendly way. Uh, so you can, you can engage the crypto audience. You can engage people who are more hesitant about that in an easy way through the key space platform. And if you're a seed investor looking to get on a rocket ship, we'll have Jonathan's contact info, a way to get in touch with him in the, uh, in the show notes here, Jonathan really appreciate your time today and sharing your story as a diverse web three builder here on this. And, uh, we look forward to seeing the success of the key space platform. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, um, my Delt brother, uh, Brian. That's crazy. But uh, no, thank you so much for having me on. Really enjoy every conversation I have with you. Um, having a formal one like this is just that much, that much better and that much more intimate. So I look forward to having you on my show. Um, and uh, man, thanks again for everything. I really appreciate you. Awesome. Well, everyone, that is it for this episode of Diverse Web3 Builders. Check back with us soon as we continue to hire amazing people building amazing things in Web3.